Well, sometimes when life throws you lemons, you know the saying, and 2020 has had plenty of them, hasn't it? One of the things in what I do, in, in adv- and welcome back, by the way, this is The Farming Show, Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. One of the things I do in my work in farming advocacy uh, is with Whatcom Family Farmers, and you know I don't do much with it. I guess I should say what we do with it as a team uh, has been for years an event that brings kids uh, into a big event and connects them with farmers to be able to learn about how farming actually works and see big equipment and do hands-on activities. And yeah, you're saying, yeah, that's not going to happen this year with a pandemic. And you're exactly right. It's called the Farm Circle. Uh, been a really a lot of people don't know about this event, but it's a really cool event that that's been happening for some time. But what do you do in the middle of a pandemic? You can't bring hundreds, literally hundreds of third grade students into the expo building at the fairgrounds. It just ain't gonna happen. Well, I got to go virtual. You know, everything's going virtual this year. Uh, how do you do that? It turns out something like this can go virtual quite well, and it's going to mean even new, bigger, and better things for the Farm Circle, now the virtual Farm Circle. Joining me right now is Whatcom Family Farmers Outreach Coordinator, my colleague, Gavin Willis. Welcome to the program this morning. Good morning. You guys had your work cut out for you when it was like, oh yeah, we are not going to be able to do this Farm Circle event. Yeah, we were holding out hope for a while uh, going through the summer there. Uh, it was looking like maybe school was going to happen. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this pandemic would just go away. Please, <laughs> could it go away? Yeah, no. Yeah, it has not gone away. And from the things that we're seeing right now, it's kind of spiked again to as bad or worse than ever. So it's still a very, very big deal. So where do you start on... Well, first explain what the Farm Circle has been now for several years. What... What do you know? What year it started? Was that 2015, 16? Uh, 16. I think this is the fourth year that okay. we're running it. So I think 2017 would have been the first year that we ran it. Okay, explain what it is. So we were has with, been. Uh, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess Not in past it. years we've worked with a number number of local farms, other partners to set up a series of stations in the expo building at the fairground. So we've got eight stations set up, and groups of kids, usually in their classes or third grade classes, with their teacher, with the parent chaperone, and with a volunteer who's leading them around. We get farmers come out and volunteer to lead these groups of kids around, which is awesome. Lead them from station to station, and they learn different components of different types of farms. So they're learning about berry farms, a berry plant life cycle, how a berry harvester works. Same thing for potato farms. They're learning from the Whatcom Conservation District. They bring out their uh, Whatcom Explorer, the watershed model that they use to go through those lessons. Talking about nutrition, talking about the use of robotics and technology on dairy farms, wildlife and ecosystem services that farms provide. There's a, there's a whole bunch of educational components, things that we can target um, that are age appropriate for the kids and also align with the NGSS standards for third grade curriculum really well. That sounds really technical. You can't just teach kids something and it has to, you know, have acronyms and be like certified or approved or something like that. Is we that just, what it comes down to? You're, you're, you have your master's in, in education, right? So I, I don't, this is a world I don't even know anything about. I mean, if we're going to do it, we want to make sure that we do it right. So, yeah. So you have all this that cannot be done. How did the process start? When I, what, 
what was the what was the first idea? How did you figure this all out? How did you come up with what what you guys ended up doing now? I mean, we initially wanted to make sure that it's something that kids are going to be interested in. We can't just give them a whole series of worksheets and <laughs> put that in front of a third grader and say, "Here, go nuts." Yeah. Um, they're you not going to be into you that. You couldn't put that in front of me and get me to be interested either. But. Exactly. We 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 knew we wanted a big visual component. We know from past years seeing the looks on kids' faces when they walk into the expo building and see that big chopper, the potato harvester, (laughs) the berry harvester, seeing that equipment, the visual component is huge. So we pretty quickly settled on, there has to be a video component here. And then it was a discussion of what's going to be the best way to make this work for a third grade student who's in all likelihood going to be learning remotely. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have their parent helping them out, maybe they don't. So it needs to be a system that they can navigate that they're interested in. And then, of course, we're also dealing with the attention span of a third grader. <laughs> like my attention span, basically. That's true. So, yeah. so we, can't, there, <laughs> we, could, we could easily create an hour's worth of video, but you're not going to get a, a third grader to sit in a chair for an hour looking yeah. at a screen um, and learning about farms. So what we settled on instead was, hey, let's make a series of videos. So we've got 16 videos in the virtual farm circle. Each of them is anywhere from two to four minutes long. And the kids can navigate and select those videos through a series of interactive illustrated maps. So it's fun, it's colorful, but it's also a fairly accurate representation of how farms can be laid out. So you can see how different components of the farm are connected. And, and that's an important part of the learning process because the kids can look at the map and say that, oh, I see this barn here and I see this barn with a tank connected to it over here. Mm-hmm. And those barns are connected by a walkway with a fence around it. And so when they click on those barns, those buildings on the map, they'll get a pop-up video that'll tell them, hey, this here is a freestall bar barn. This is where the cows spend most of their time and they can get everything that they need. And when it's time to be milked, they walk down that walkway over to the milking parlor. And here's how the milking parlor works. And we're making sure that the cows are comfortable and that the milk is safe for humans. Um, so they can build those connections, connections between the different parts of the farm, mm-hmm. but also build connections to the food that they see at the grocery store and that they're eating at home. It sounds like you can get kids to be able to see a lot more than they would have even with the farm circle thing. It's it, in a different way. There's still not that personal connection of them meeting the farmers and hearing from them in person. But the, again, that's just not going to happen this year. But it, with all these videos, they get to see a lot of other parts of the farm. Um, and by the way, this is the farming show. We're uh, talking with Gavin Willis here. He's the outreach coordinator for Watkin Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. I work with Gavin. Uh, as well with Whatcom Family Farmers and Save Family Farming. We're talking about the farm circle, as it's known, having to go virtual uh, here in the pandemic. And it's really, as I said earlier, kind of a, a situation where we're making lemonade out of lemons. And and there's some good things actually coming out of this, which initially was kind of a heartbreaker that we weren't going to be able to get to do this event this kind of stuff is so important because so often kids just don't see real farming stuff anymore. They don't understand just because they haven't seen, they haven't been around it, how food is produced, right? And, like, and it's, why tough is this to, so it's tough to get them there uh, in person because if you look at the farm circle that we've done in past years, you're looking at over 850 students over a three-day period. <laughs> We just can't take that many third grade students out to a farm. There's, yeah. there's not the capacity on the farm. We, we want to make sure if we're going to do something like that, we're doing it safely. And there's concerns about that. 
um, and, and liability on farms. And that's why we've always used this model where uh, we bring them out to the expo building and bring some of the equipment that's been cleaned and washed there and bring some farmers out. But we can't bring them straight to the farm. And so some of those images that they'll be able to see in the virtual farm circle uh, will hopefully bridge that gap a little bit, give them an idea of, hey, not only is this what this equipment looks like in person when it's big and huge and exciting, mm-hmm. but this is what it looks like when it's in action, when it's out in the field getting dirty, getting the work done. Um, so we're, we're definitely missing out a little bit on that component of having, I think, personal face-to-face yeah. interaction with farmers. And I think that's something that is really valuable. That's an important part mm-hmm. of the farm circle. I've, I've talked to some of the, the folks who have helped us lead the farm circle in the past. Melissa Bedlington, who, who does the voiceover for all of the potato videos yeah. on the virtual farm circle. Yeah. Um, so that's actual farmer there participating and she typically leads the potato uh, stop on the regular farm circle and she told me that it's pretty common where when she's doing her presentation at the farm circle she always has a big potato harvester parked right behind where the kids are sitting when she's talking about the life cycle of a potato and when it gets time to talk about the harvest she has them all turn around and look (laughs) at this giant potato harvester and if you don't know what a potato harvester looks like, check out the yeah. virtual farm circle. You yeah. can see some videos of it, see it in, in action. action. And she's explaining to them, she says, hey, look behind you at my tractor and potato harvester. She explains how it works. And invariably, every year, some third graders will be like, wait, that's your tractor? <laughs> and then she'll confirm, like, yeah, yeah, she owns the tractor. And then they turn to each other and, that's so cool. She owns that giant tractor <laughs> and she's a girl. <laughs> and, and I think that's a really cool yeah. component too that, anyone sure. can be a farmer and introducing that to the kids as well hey here's here's a potential career opportunity that maybe they hadn't considered if if you're interested in food interested in caring for animals maybe if you want to work on a dairy farm or or working tractors or other equipment there's a lot of opportunity there and, and getting kids interested in that type of stuff young and getting them involved in how their food's produced well it's become very trendy to talk about the food system and and talk about how our food system is broken and all the problems in it and all the food issues politics of food you know it's a it's a big and growing um, talking pointed issue for people. Yeah. And, and, and we know that, that. A, a lot of that comes back to people just not being connected with where their food comes from, not in a condescending way, but just a big part of fixing this food system struggle that people are talking about and experiencing is reconnecting people and farmers and the farm and kids and adults. I mean, that's what I'm doing with Real Food, Real People podcast and what you're doing here in the educational realm. Absolutely. It's one thing to see a gallon jug of milk at the grocery store and to buy that and take it home and pour it on your cereal and drink it with your dinner or whatever. It's another thing entirely to see what it took to get that jug of milk there to the grocery store, see the work that goes in day in, day out to make that happen, the care that farmers have for their animals or for the land that they're farming on. And I think once we can build those connections, and it's important to build those connections from a young age so that people understand and it's not something that they're getting to later in life and oh i never knew that um how pasteurization works or anything like that 
um, build those connections and make sure that people understand where their food comes. And then they'll also, I think, understand the importance of why it's important to have food that's coming locally and why it's important for us to continue to support our farms here in Whatcom County. Absolutely. Dylan Honkoop here on the Farming Show with you on your Saturday morning on KGMI. Our guest uh, right now, Gavin Willis. He's with Whatcom Family Farmers, who I work for as well. So he's a colleague of mine. He's the outreach coordinator with the organization, and he is a, a professional educator as well, career-wise, beyond his involvement here. i just thinking in, in terms of that, Gavin, you, ha- you aren't teaching that age of kids right now. You are teaching uh, some college courses, right? Yeah. At Western. Uh, you have taught high school yep. uh, locally as well. But ta- back to the whole in-person thing um, that you were mentioning, you know, it's a bummer that the farm circle can't be an in-person thing. And I was going to say, well, sadly, that's kind of what kids are having to get used to now. What are you hearing in the educational realm? Your teacher connections, maybe former colleagues, how are things going? I've heard that it's just been brutally tough uh, at, at least for some kids and families to have a good experience and to move forward. It really is. I think if you think about the social development of kids, being able to interact in groups is, is really important there. Um, I think just in terms of if you've ever been in elementary class, I think managing a classroom is difficult enough when you're there with everyone. Yeah. Um, keeping everybody on track when they're all in their own rooms miles away um, is a next to impossible task. And yeah, I think having that that interaction with people and building those relationships. It's, it's a lot tougher to do that virtually. Um, so it, I think it's a situation where everyone wishes they could be uh, teaching in person and looking forward to the time yeah. when we can get back to that. And I know it can be doubly hard in a rural community like a lot of our community is, uh, especially with connectivity issues and you're planning on, you know, virtual stuff, uh, you know, connectivity has continued to get better and better, but there are still some that, that struggle with that issue as well. And there's a lot of students that are going to struggle just to interact with any type of digital content. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we kind of took into consideration as well while we were developing the virtual farm circle is uh, what about students who are deaf or hard of hearing? Yeah. So making sure that all the video content has closed captioning available as well so they can follow that along or uh, students who are visually impaired that would struggle to click around on an interactive map well that's okay we've got the videos in a playlist on youtube so they can uh, watch and Mm. listen to those kind of in Mm. a single um, set of videos rather than having to click and navigate their way around something like that i will say that the guy who narrated the uh the raspberry videos is was sounds pretty sharp um i just you know just saying that i just noticed that Thank you for yeah. having me as a part of it. I, I have ne- never narrated kids' videos before. Add that to the so resume, I, I guess. I guess I, and people who have listened to me on the radio over the years know I normally sound fairly cranky. So I had to like get away from my crankiness <laughs> <laughs> and sound happy and nice for kids because I don't want to sound like a cranky old guy. I mean, I might be an old guy, but I didn't want to sound cranky. Um, talk about real briefly here before we run out of time this didn't happen for free like this took a lot of work by yourself video team the volunteers who have helped with the farm circle along i know jewel terwisha here in our office put a lot of work over the years into the farm circle and i know she was involved in developing all this as well 
Talk about what what made this and who made this possible. Yeah, it was a big effort. It took a big team of people, uh, a team of creatives that we brought on to help. And also uh, a number of local businesses stepped up to sponsor Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So we have the full list of sponsors up as well on the website. So while you're there, checking that out. And I don't think we've mentioned the URL yet. So whatcomefamilyfarmers.org slash farm circle will bring you right there. Um, So you can see the full list of all the businesses that have made this possible thanks to their sponsorship. You can see our creative team as well uh, that was involved. Um, Took a lot of work and I'm not the creative guy that's going (laughs) to come up with designing uh, the maps and putting the videos together, that type of stuff. So yeah, if you head to the website, whatcomefamilyfarmers.org slash farm circle, we've got links to all of the interactive maps, individual maps, one for dairy farm, one for berry farm, raspberry farm, and one for potato farm. We have worksheets that you can download for your kids so that they can follow along, some questions for them to answer um, and, and kind of keep them engaged as they're watching the video. Uh, we've got uh, uh, materials for teachers and parents as well. If teachers are curious about what NGSS standards the content aligns to um, or want suggestions for topics for conversations at home or in the classroom after going through this. Um, and I think too, let people know this, this is designed for kids, but there's a lot of content there. And I think a lot of adults, most mm-hmm. adults could learn a thing or two yeah. watching this as well. I have already heard from a few different people who were like, uh, I was watching all this stuff. This is cool. So yeah, it doesn't have to just be for the kids and it's all free to access, right? It's Absolutely. Open, that open that was a huge public. part for us, making sure that equity and education is, is really important in our community right now. I know that's something that our educators value highly. And so by making this absolutely free to access to everyone, uh, we're making sure that we're getting it in front of as many faces as possible. So the public schools can use it, the private schools, homeschoolers, everybody can, and anybody in the general public, if they're interested, can go check it out. Again, whatcomfamilyfarmers.org slash Farm Circle. Yep. And it, I mean, it's designed specifically for third graders as far as education standard goes, but really it's it's appropriate for kids of all ages. I think anyone would really enjoy um, spending some time navigating through the maps, checking out the videos and learning a little bit about the farms here in Whatcom County. Gavin Willis, Outreach Coordinator for Whatcom Family Farmers with me here on the Farming Show this morning on KGMI. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. And good job on the project too. Thanks. Great, great work.